Hello, welcome back to Terrace Talk. New week, sadly not a, uh, a different result. Norwich City, of course, lost at the weekend 4-0 to Manchester United. But don't fear, we are going to cheer you up with some transfer window activity and uh, hopefully preview a Bournemouth game, which will hopefully lead to three points for the Canaries. I'm Connor Southwell, joined by uh, two new guests this week, as ever. To my right, Theo Henley, Norwich City supporter. You don't get a fancy title, unless you want to give yourself a fancy title. No, no. Norwich City supporter's good yeah, enough. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Perfect, OK. And uh, Corey Varney, as well, who is our transfer expert, I think is, is what we're going to call you. Uh, how are you doing? You well? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How about you? Yeah, all good. Thank you very much. Right, let's start then, as we always do on this uh, on this show, some nice quick-fire questions. Your Paxman grilling uh, that you, you have to receive as, as part of being a, a guest on this show um, should be fairly straightforward. There's only six of them, so uh, we'll see how you get on. First of all, Theo, we'll start with you first yeah. and foremost. Where do you sit in the ground? I sit in the south stand. Whereabouts in the south Whereabouts? stand? Whereabouts? <laughs> uh, row Q, it's towards, uh, towards the corner. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. It's, it's row Q, seat 227. So. That's very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't ask you exactly, <laughs> but we'll take it. Um, who do you go to football with? I go on my own, actually. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I've made friends with a nice man next to me, though, so it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing, isn't it? At least, uh, at least they're looking after you, yeah. I suppose, in, uh, what did you say, row Q, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first game, can you remember? Or what was the first game you can remember? I, th- I think the first you. game was um, Paul Lambert's first game, actually, as manager. And I, I don't remember the result, actually, but I was quite... Probably in Wickham at home, was it? Yeah, perhaps, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was... It's been good since then. Yeah, been quite good. I got, yeah, yeah I, I, I got uh, a season ticket around the Christmas of that year. So, yeah. um, fair to say that times have been pretty good since then. Um, favorite game that, that you've watched as a Norwich City fan? I think it's got to be the, the semi final of the um, playoffs, isn't it, against Ipswich? Which is a fantastic game. Brilliant atmosphere as well. Lovely. And your favorite niche player? So this is like, we don't we don't want a legend like a Hulahan or a Holt, but perhaps someone that individually means a lot to you. Is Halson niche? I'd say borderline. Borderline. I'll, 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 I'll let you Can out. I go with Johnny Halson? Yeah, yeah. fantastic player. Yeah. And see, what I've learned since doing this is that we know footballers are superstitious. Fans are superstitious as well. Do you have any pre-match rituals that you have to abide by? No, None at all. Not at all. You've made this really boring. <laughs> yeah. so, so you don't do any? Don't like wear the same socks or anything? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. No, that's fine. I hope Corey's got an interesting answer. <laughs> so I'll let him. I'll let him pause to, to give him time to think of one. Um, Corey, I'm going to ask you the same set, fairly straight. I mean, you get to an easier position, you know what I'm going to ask you. Uh, whereabouts do you sit in the ground? Uh, yeah, South Stand. Uh, it's block N, O, one of them, um, M, row X, and I always forget my seat number. It's in the mid-90s. So. To be fair, I, I think seat number is just very specific yeah. for Theo. I don't think we've, we've, got, we've had someone be that specific before. So you guys are quite close to each other then in, in terms of the so ground? You must be, yeah. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Um, who do you go to football with? Uh, my dad and my brother, but my brother has since moved to um, London in the summer, so he gets back when he can, and then it's just um, sometimes my uncle, sometimes my granddad, sometimes somebody completely different, so, yeah. Perfect. Uh, your first game, or, or, or the first game you've got, you've got a memory of? Uh, yeah, I've always kind of remembered it. was a pre-season friendly against um, West Ham back in... I want to say 2002, mm-hmm. uh, we lost 3-1. Typical. Yeah, typical. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what about your favourite game that you've seen as a Norwich City fan? Oh, it's... I'm kind of... It kind of changes, you know, year by year, but at the minute I'm quite high on the Forest game last year just because 
you know, of all the comebacks last season, that was the one where you really thought, yeah, we're not getting out of this one, and well, we still did. So. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a special game for for a lot of reasons. Uh, sheer pandemonium at the end when when Hernandez scored. Um, Favorite niche player then? Uh, who who would you? Maybe someone who's who's not as borderline as Johnny House. Um, I mean, back in the day, I was big on Cody McDonald. Um, oh look, see, that's not that's yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Any, uh, any particular reason? I don't really know. I think I just like the story. You know, non-league player comes in, and fair enough, he didn't really turn into the goal machine. I might have hoped, but yeah. Ended up in goal for a game as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think that just added to the the legend that was Cody Mack. <laughs> the legend that was, absolutely. Um, any pre-match rituals? I've given you plenty of time to think of one, so let's let's hope he's got one. Yeah, I do unfortunately have one. that um, I, I have no idea why, but for some reason I had a Lego Spider-Man in my pocket for Wembley um, right. when we beat Middlesbrough, and I've been convinced it's a good luck charm ever since, and... Um, every now and then I take it in my pocket and um, I think I had it in my pocket for the Man City game I also did have it in my pocket for the Villa game but we'll we won't ignore talk that. that we'll pretend it's still a good luck from here there you go that's a pre-match ritual you, <laughs> you, need, to, you need to find one for next time you, you come on right let's talk about some football then um, and, and sadly not some positive football either uh, both you guys said you, you, you weren't at Old Trafford um, the supporters who were there were excellent by the way I think um, Daniel Farker and the players have gone on record we've certainly said that this week uh, at the end was was terrific 4-0 defeat Theo how, how do you reflect on that because it's, it's difficult isn't it because it is Old Trafford and it is Manchester United but it's not Manchester United of old no it's, it's tougher to take especially given how we played in the games following the Leading up to the Man United game, they had a lot of injuries, didn't they? Mm. A fair few injuries, and they just look, they looked weaker, and they looked like we could get something. I was quite hopeful before the game, but it's not to be, is it? We didn't quite play how we had against Wolves or Palace, or yeah. It's, it's worth noting, perhaps uh, all this narrative around Manchester United and the fact that they're not what they once were, even though people say that they've still only lost one game at Old Trafford all season, so it's always going to be a tough place to go, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think really, um, I, I think Farker said it afterwards, you know, going to Old Trafford, that's not going to define our season, really. It was arguably the Palace game before that, the Villa game on Boxing Day and Bournemouth on Saturday. They're the big ones. Is is the frustration more that, as, as Theo touched upon, in recent weeks the performances have been there? This was a case which Norwich didn't really have a positive <laughs> performance or a positive result? Yeah, I would say so. I think we kind of over the weeks before that we looked like we were kind of getting somewhere and then you take a 4-0 beat and that like that and it kind of feels like all the good work's gone and you're further away from where you want to be but um I think especially in the Premier League as well because you know it's basically games every weekend rather than last year if you have a bad result the weekend you've probably got a game on Tuesday to go put it right but you've got far longer to kind of dwell on it and um be miserable really how, how big is confidence? Because you, you said the performance has been there in recent weeks and, and the fact they haven't been getting results is probably affecting confidence. And Nothing affects confidence more than, than a heavy beating away from home. No, but I, I, do, I do think we've got the talent in the squad to turn it around. It's just a matter of getting that final killer goal. And when we do, I think the results will come. You're right, though, because there have been that Tottenham game aside, which was, was obviously impacted by VAR. Norwich haven't quite found that second goal, have they, in a, in a game where they've been leading? No, and it's frustrating because you know how good our players are and how, how much talent we have in that squad. And you, just, you just wish we'd get that second goal. Mm. 
I want to speak about the approach they took at Manchester United because it was it was interesting in the sense that it, it appeared as almost they, they were a bit terrified of, of the counter-attacking threat and um, that essentially led to them conceding possession and, and being on the back foot. As soon as they went 1-0 down, I, I think there was a, a stat that someone told me last week in terms of the, they've not rescued a point after, after conceding the first goal. In order for Norwich to turn this around, it, they're going to have to dig deep, aren't they? Yeah, I think... I think it's weird that stat, considering last season where you know no mountain was high, too high for us. You know we salvaged so many points from losing positions, but um, I, I I think it's just you know say Saturday we go a goal down. I guess as fans we've got to just really stick with them, and you know you just feel if they can do it once, then they've got that in the memory banks going forward, and they can do it again. I always look back to the. Um, Chelsea game back in August, mm-hmm. you know, went one 0 down, equalised, went two one down, equalised. Even though we lost three two, we were pushing right to the end. You, you know, you look, it did look like we could still do it. And I guess after so long of um, failing to get back from losing positions, it kind of it, it must weigh on their minds a little bit in these positions. I, th- I think that's the first time I've seen a Norwich City side this season lack confidence and lack belief that they deserve to be on on the same pitch as some of those Manchester United players. Yeah, it, it. I was kind of um, listening rather painfully through the radio, and it, it did just. It, I'd say, especially after the last few weeks as well, it did. It did feel a bit uncharacteristic, yeah. um, and it, it's a shame, really, because I think, you know, we might finish bottom, we might finish massively adrift, but if we do ourselves justice each week, you you know, you can't say fairer than that. But um, when you kind of feel they're going to their shells a little bit, is is disappointing. And there was one thing to take out of the game, one positive, Adam Eder, of course, getting, getting his first Norwich City start, his first Premier League start. Difficult game for him to, to go into and, and there were a couple of nice touches. Uh, to be fair, I don't think Timmy Puki would have done much better in, in the, the way Norwich performed. But to have, what well, I think it was four academy graduates on the pitch at Old Trafford, that, that's some achievement, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's positive going forward as well. If we do go down, we've got those players, they can, they can still grow, they can still become... I don't know, world-class players, some of them. Adam Eder looks fantastic. He's he's big, he's quick, he's strong. That's everything you want in a striker. And if we lose Timo Puki, then we've got him in reserve. Would you... It's a difficult one now, obviously, with with the, what happened at Preston, but in the situation we're at now, in, in, in terms of where Norwich City are, would you loan him out to a League One side and expose him to, to half a season of football, or would you keep him around and actually see how he gets on in the Premier League? Well, for now, I, I'd probably keep him. I don't think, I don't think we've quite got the depth... Um, and striker. I mean, if Puki gets injured, then you've got Dermic, who's injured, and you've got Ida or Ida. Ida or Ida. Ida or Ida. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, it's Ida. Ida. <laughs> yeah, Ida. Um, just, just finally then, we'll, we'll get this out of the way before we, we preview Bournemouth, because I, I feel it will be a, a reoccurring theme as we talk about that game. And it's a question for both of you. We'll, we'll start with you, uh, Corey. Still belief that Norwich can turn this around and, and stay up? And if so, what, what is that based on? Um, I, I, I think... <laughs> I think yes, but mostly it's ignorance. I, I kind of <laughs> the writing's on the wall a little bit, but I'm just refusing to look at it at the minute. But um, you don't know. I mean, right now, kind of the fire's out a bit, but you just need that spark to maybe get it going again. And um, you, you know, we'll get get into it deeper. But Bournemouth is about as good an opportunity as you could really ask for to get going again. Absolutely, Theo, uh, still believing? Yeah, I think I said to you before the Man United game. It's just blind optimism at this point. I thought we'd go on a, 
I think I said an unbeaten run of starting at Old Trafford. <laughs> it didn't quite pan out. Um, I don't know. I, I still think we've got the quality in the squad to turn it around. If we start to string together a couple of results, then we, we could. I mean, you've seen teams do it before. Watford are an example, yeah. and, and Southampton, who have managed to get themselves out of it, although Watford with, with a manager change, but Southampton perhaps the example of, of sticking with their manager and have pushed up the league, haven't they? Right, let, let's move on then. It, it, we are still in January. We're still uh, in a, a transfer window. Last week we had very little to talk about. This week we have two new signings to speak about, uh, which is quite fitting, seeing as, as, as you're here. Um, Andre Duda, first and foremost, attacking midfielder from, from Hertha Berlin on loan and, and, until the end of the season. What do you make of that signing? Uh, are you pleased with it, I suppose? Yeah, I think um, number 10 is where we've probably needed a stronger option. Um, you know, uh, Stieperman, unfortunately, hasn't quite managed to do the job he did last season. Um, uh, McLean has done a decent job filling in there, but you know, someone who had a very good season last year. Fair enough, it's not been great for Duda this year, but, it, you know, since Farquhar and Weber have come in, picking up those sorts of players and um, rejuvenating them has kind of been their thing. So, you know, all being well, he start, makes his marks. All being well, starting Saturday. Yeah, just tell us a bit more about him then, because obviously I think most people have had an excellent season this season. Uh, why hasn't it quite worked for him this season, do you think? Um, I heard so that is. Yeah, I think it's just uh, from the snippets I've kind of read is it seems a managerial change hasn't quite worked out for him, um, and yeah, you know it 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 happens I guess we've we've seen it plenty of times at Norwich. You know, someone who's a key man under one manager kind of gets you know cold shoulder under another, um, and I think the big thing is when you listen to um, him his interviews and everything he. It seems a good character to come in. Um, seems up for the challenge, and um, you know, based on his last season, he he can do it on the pitch. So you know, hopefully, he can do it on ours. Lovely, Theo uh, Andre Duda. I don't know how much you know about him, but are, are you pleased with the sign? I am. Yeah, I think I, like like uh, Corey said. I think McLean's done a decent job this season, but Stephen's not quite stepped up to the mark, and I think he's going to fill a fill a position that needs filling. We've lost uh, Patrick Roberts, didn't we? And um, I think it's important. It's an important position, isn't it? It's, it's key in getting Pookie the balls he needs to score goals. So, Yeah, and, and it's a position where we haven't seen a goal from. I mean, Kenny McLean has scored this season against Manchester City, but he was playing as a central midfielder in that game as opposed to an attacking midfielder. And there's so much promise, as, as you touched upon, after that Everton game where he did perform very well. Yeah. Why, why do you think someone has, has struggled to, to really grasp that position? What, what's made it difficult? Is it the fact... Uh, is, it, is it the general sort of makeup of the midfield or... Is it just the, the the players stepping into that position just haven't been able to step up for for whatever reason? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, to be honest. It's, uh, do we have an orthodox number 10, really? Is Steeperman an orthodox number 10? <laughs> no. He's, he's a lot of things, but I don't, I don't think he's orthodox. McLean's been decent there. He's good aerially, um, but I do think he's a central midfielder. Um, I just think we need someone that's used to playing the number 10. And uh, I suppose an exciting signing for supporters because of his record and his output last season, uh, 11 goals and, and 7 assists, I think it was, in, in the Bundesliga. That, that's top-level stuff. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> what I have to say about it, yeah, it's, it's, it's good output, yeah. And, and if Norwich can 
get that tune, then, then we'll be happy. The second one, which I think caught everyone a, a bit by surprise, Lucas Rupp, uh, who joined from Hoffenheim for a, an undisclosed fee, although probably nominal considering his contract was up at the end of the season. Uh, central midfielder and a fullback, apparently, although he's, he's yet to play a game at fullback in his career. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, what, what do you make of Lucas Rupp? Because it's, it's an interesting one because, and I said it in the video I did earlier in the week uh, for the pink, and there are elements of it that are very much an Norwich City signing on paper and, and some that aren't. Yeah, it's sort of, um, I mean, considering it's a permanent, you've kind of got to assume there's some thinking that he could um, play a role for us in the championship. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of, especially after signing Duda, kind of uh, someone who seems a midfielder first and foremost coming in wouldn't have really been um, top of my list next. So it was surprising in that sense. But, again, it seems he's had some injuries uh you know, hasn't managed to play a lot of football, but, you know, a few years ago was at a pretty good level. So, you know, that's kind of our specialty. So we'll we'll see, I guess. He was quite influential, wasn't he, uh, in, under Julian Nagelsmann when, it, when he was at Hoffenheim, who, who brought him to the club, obviously now at Red Bull Leipzig and, and hoping to win the league there. It was a cruciate ligament injury, wasn't it, that, that really has derailed him. I think he's played uh, something like 34 games in the last three years, something, something along those lines. So... Again, an interesting one. Similarly with these two signings, though, they're both sort of damaged goods, aren't they? Or, or perhaps what some people might consider them as. Yeah, sort of. Um, I mean, I guess with our kind of financial power and especially our league position, it's the kind of market we're going to have to be shopping in um, this window. But, you know, if they're good characters, if they can come in, you just never know. I think the whole whole thing to get us out of this is, you know, the hole's got to be greater than the sum of its parts. So, you know, hopefully they can add to that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you touched upon it there in, in terms of with the Rook deal, perhaps not being in the position you, you'd like to see strength from. Where else would you like to see Norwich strengthen in this window in, in an ideal world? Um, I think, I, I think kind of a centre-back might be a good way to go mainly to just give us more of an option to go free at the back and you know switch it up a bit because I think um, I, I, if we hadn't had all the injuries we did I, I wonder if we would have seen that a little bit more than we have it, you know even as a form of game management here and there um, but yeah I think just give it to give us that option and just give the ones we've got a bit of help because I suppose Godfrey is back this weekend but with our luck this season I'm kind of expecting one of the others to then get crocked and you know <laughs> let's let's hope not it looks like a uh, team Pukki and Ben Godfrey are back in training which would be a massive list to, to Norwich this weekend given the importance of the game which we'll come on to in a moment uh, Theo Lucas Rupp uh, Corey said there midfield wasn't really a position that he thought Norwich needed to strengthen after Duda were, were you the same? Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's definitely one for next season. I don't know if he'll play this season, but I don't, I don't know a lot about the guy. But it's it's the same sort of mould we've we've gone for before, isn't it? The kind of players that have been not cast off, but haven't exactly had their Fallen way. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, had their way in that the season like previous or whatever. And I think it's. It's, it's, yeah, it could be it could be good. It could, I don't know a lot about him, so. <laughs> what, what do you make of his age? Because for me, that's that's the thing that I found interesting. Twenty nine years of age, only just. It's worth noting. I think he was like uh, his birthday's on the tenth, and, and Norwich signed him on the thirteenth. So it's something like three days in it. But even so, for Norwich to sign a player that's probably closer to thirty than twenty is is quite rare. Yeah, it's unusual for us. Um, but clearly, they see something in him. So. <laughs> and, and he played it with Mario Vancic at, at Paderborn. Yeah. So that that yeah, could be a. Hard, 
Absolutely, yeah. 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 So it's uh, some nice links there as well. And, and the German market, which, which Norwich knows so well, and it, I suppose it has worked well for them, hasn't it? So yeah, it has, yeah. You look at a lot of the players we brought in, it's, you know, all the Germans. So we've got, we've got a strong contingent of German players that have got us where, we've, where we are now. So Absolutely. Um, uh, interesting to see what Norwich City do for, for the remainder of this, uh, of, of this window. Of course, uh, Corey will, will, will be the guy to, to find it all out for us, won't you? I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we can ask for. Right, let's, uh, let's tackle this head on then. Bournemouth, as a Premier League game, and, and uh, Premier League games and, and games in general get often described as a must win and perhaps sometimes can be overhyped slightly. This is as big as they come for Norwich City, isn't it? Because if they don't win this, then their situation is, is going to be very, very tough to recover from if it isn't already. Yeah, because, I mean, Bournemouth are 19th. They're six points ahead of us as it stands and... You know, if they they come and um, beat us, then fair enough. We might not be nine points um, from nineteenth, but if they go in that far ahead of us, then it just looks too hard to recover from, really. And obviously, they're they're not in great form themselves. Um, uh, in a bit of free fall at the moment, of course, lost to Everton, uh, not Everton, Watford, three nil. Uh, Nigel Pearson's rejuvenated Watford, but. Coming to Carroll Road, they're going to have a point to prove and they're going to see it as an opportunity for them for themselves to get themselves out of danger, aren't they? Yeah, I think both clubs are probably looking at it from the um, same perspective. You know, neither could really ask for a better game to try to get back on track. Um, and, you know, after a few along come Norwiches over the years, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous going into it. But, um, you know, I think if we can... Uh, start well get that second goal for once then we should be okay interesting right Theo I'm, I'm going to put you in a situation here right, right. Norwich are, are very much drinking in the, in the last chance saloon now if they lose this game things are looking pretty pretty terminal for them in, in terms of their hopes this season you're Daniel Farker you've got this game coming up how do you approach it to make sure your players get a result I think it's important to play how we have done um, make sure the players are confident it's a very Daniel Farker-esque answer. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just throw a bravery in there. <laughs> yeah, I just think play, play how we have and we'll be fine. We, I'm confident we have the quality. We can do it. There's, there's a lot of confidence coming I, 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 Yeah, I exude confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Is there not a little bit of you that's, that's concerned given, uh, as Corey said there, the long-time Norwich tag, the, the, st- the statistic Norwich have for almost ending bad runs or, or being that team that um, does give teams points? They sit bottom of, of the table, literally, and in terms of the, the bottom seven comparisons. Everything about this game should make you feel quite nervous, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should, really. <laughs> but I am confident. I think it's the perfect opportunity to get ourselves out of this mess and build on it. Absolutely. And you said it there. You said it earlier on in terms of there's no better opportunity for Norwich City to, for this to really spark the catalyst that gets them out of danger, I suppose, which would be a massive achievement, probably top what they achieved last season if they were to do that. This game is... is I suppose the the question is is this question as or is this game as literal as if they don't win it they're they're going to be going back to the championship next season. I think I I think you 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 know they could always just pull a mad run out or somewhere but um, I think just with all the opportunities we kind of had to get ourselves a win over the over December you know all the times we were winning at half time didn't manage to go on and do it. Uh, it just would feel a hell of a long way back if we can get the result this weekend. But, you know, fingers crossed we, we get it done. 
Is the concern from that period not that Norwich City were playing well, but the fact they were playing well and couldn't back that up with three points? Yeah, I think, it, you know, say if it had been two or three games, then fair enough. But because it was a bit longer than that, it kind of, it feels a bit more of a trend, you know, just this is where we're at. We can't quite push on to get the three points. But, you know, it you sort of keep, over the last few weeks, I've kept saying, well, you know, if we win this one, if we win this one, and Bournemouth seems as winnable as any, and then you almost just can't keep saying, you know, well, this could be the day, this could be the day. It, you know, you need that day, and you know, hopefully it's Saturday. Well, that's that's the thing I've, I've seen. Uh, particularly after results, I think your automatic reaction is to go, okay, how have the teams around Norwich got mm. on? But if Norwich City aren't winning games, then that makes it incredibly difficult. Yeah, exactly. I've I've almost just started ignoring other results now because until. Until we go on a run, really, at the minute, it doesn't matter too much what other teams are doing. We, we've we got to get ourselves in a position to get out of it. And, um, I mean, the plus side is I've been a little bit more relaxed than I have been in recent weeks, you know, just worrying about Norwich. So, but, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be worrying about other results in a month or so. That'd be nice. One result can change your season. It it can, as as Corey said, provide the confidence to go on a bit of a run. Uh, I'm I'm going to throw some of Norwich's upcoming fixtures up at you, and, and I'll be intrigued to see whether after I've I've completed this list, you you see Norwich getting out of the the trouble they're in. And <laughs> I, I'm very much sort of playing devil's advocate here to to an extent, right? So after Bournemouth, they they go to Tottenham. Then we've obviously got the FA Cup game against Burnley. And then away to Newcastle. Then it's Liverpool. Uh, then I think it's um, Wolves and then Leicester, Sheffield United. That's that's a difficult run for any team in the Premier League, let alone for a team that's sitting bottom of the table. It is, yeah. And if you look at the previous results against those teams, it doesn't look good, does it? But yeah, like you said, it, it depends if we can get a win against Bournemouth, string a couple of results together. And I do very much think it depends on how you look at those games we've had in December. Because whilst we're not getting the three points, we're also playing very well and it just takes one killer goal and then those results are completely changed. Arguably, that killer goal could have been against Tottenham, couldn't it? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I've managed to bring that up in every episode we've done of this since, <laughs> since it happened, so I'll, I'll persist with it. But you mentioned it there. How much do you think, come the end of the season, will Norwich rue that period over December where they were playing well and weren't picking up points if they do get relegated? It'd be massive, won't it? It was, it was the chance. We were playing well. It was the best football we've played this season, arguably. We just can't get that killer goal. But... You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you make of Bournemouth? Because I, I remember before we all travelled down to to the Vitality Stadium in October, seeing Daniel Farkas press conference, he described them as a role model club. Things haven't quite worked out for them this season, has it? No, it, they've been good. They've been good in the last is it four or five years. They've been they came up with us, didn't they? But there's feelings around there that Eddie Howe's taken them as far as they can go, and do they do they sack their manager? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that really would be something, considering uh, yeah. what, what Eddie Howe has, has done. Well, whilst I've got you both here, given that next week is, is going to make it difficult to record an episode of this, which uh, I know everyone's devastated about, but we've all got to go to, uh, to North London and, and, and visit the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the first time, which is it's going to be quite something, I think. Um, I watched them last night against Middlesbrough. First half, thought they were very good. Second half, Middlesbrough came into it a bit more. Obviously, a lot hinges on on that Bournemouth result. But if, let's 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 try and be a bit positive. Let's say Norwich go and beat Bournemouth. That Tottenham game, if they can extract anything out of that, then it really would change the mood, wouldn't it, around the place? Yeah, massively. You know, uh, say if we manage to go there and win, then um, 
obviously it'd be Burnley away at the weekend in the cup but then you're looking at Newcastle after that and they've kind of been sliding down the table too so you know suddenly it could start to snowball and um, you know we're, we've got smiles on our faces going into Liverpool yeah, I, th- I think that's the key thing, getting Norwich to a stage where they can almost see a way out of it, because at the moment it, it does feel like it's it's a bit too unachievable, doesn't it? Yeah, it it just, you know, we've, um, it, it's what, eight points from safety, it's it's a big gap. Um, you, but, you know, one result and you get the belief back. Um, and then I, I think it is that run, really, you need almost get the win Saturday, manage to get something at Tottenham, um, you know, all being well, get the result in the cup as well and you know, suddenly you're you're in good form, um, tails are up and it, you know, it doesn't doesn't take much, but we we've kind of been saying it for a little while now, so Well yeah. as Watford have proven it, just a few wins. Um I know you, you exude confidence in, in your words, you're you're optimistic. What about if I throw the statistic at you that, that no other Premier League team have, have survived from this position? There's a first for everything, isn't there? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Is it. That's your answer. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of Tottenham, Jose Mourinho has, has obviously taken the reins there. Perhaps a, a few teething issues. Um, we've seen uh, intro. I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday that, that described him as a virus that is attacking the the throat of the host, uh, which is which is quite interesting uh, in in terms of his style. But it, it hasn't quite clicked for him yet, has it? As no, as? no, it hasn't. And he's an interesting manager, isn't he? He's got a very odd personality. But people are saying he's already in his third season in the first season. Um, but it's important to look at each game and the merits of each game. And Tottenham aren't playing fantastically. We should have really beaten Tottenham. And I think we can. I don't know if being for what three pixels. I think Norwich probably yeah. would have been. What's that? The third mention now we are. Yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All good. Norwich fans will, will thank me for that. Um, right. That's Tottenham. The next two games: Bournemouth, Tottenham. How many points are Norwich City going to get? Four. Four. Yeah. Four uh, what's the score going to be against Bournemouth? Two-one. And Tottenham? One-one. That's four points. Yeah, it's good. four points. Good, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> uh, Corey, same for you. Two massive games in in terms of Norwich City season, more so with Bournemouth. How many points are Norwich going to get from these two? Um, I'll go blind optimist and say six. You know why not? Let's, let's get some egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. Let's okay. Let's <laughs> six points. Brilliant. Um, Bournemouth. What's, what's the score going to be with that? Uh, I'll go comfy three one. Three one. That would that would be rather satisfying for Norwich, I think. And and uh, Tottenham. You've predicted Norwich to go there to win. How much are they going to win by? Uh, I'll go a plucky one nil. Plucky one nil. I think we we would all take that. Um, Theo, Corey, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, there was a lot to pack in there. Uh, we we didn't dwell on Manchester United too much, but I think people will thank us for given the, that display. Let's just hope we don't see a repeat of it this weekend. And the stage is set, isn't it, for Andre uh, Duda to step up and put another free kick under the wall like he did in the Bundesliga but we shall see uh, what happens on that front you can of course follow it all on uh, pinkin.com and all of our various other channels across the weekend as, as we look forward and uh, we, we enjoy the game hopefully and uh, fingers crossed it is three points to Norwich City and we can have a much more positive episode after the FA Cup at Burnley which I think is probably the next time we'll meet guys thank you very much thank you for watching uh, make sure you leave a like and subscribe to the, uh, the Pink and YouTube channel as well and we shall see you on the other side of what is going to be a very hectic week in Norwich City season Thank you